Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Well, Scotty, welcome back to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. And I've got to say, I've got to put my hand up. The loss last week, 31 points to six at the hands of Manly, is all my fault for uh, talking shit about them on last week's episode. Yeah, you did. Uh, back then, didn't you? <laughs> you actually do it quite often throughout. Yeah, because it's, it's like manly. The feature of every second episode or something. <laughs> the I hate manly corner. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they definitely showed us 31 points to six, the biggest win of round one, putting the Bulldogs um, into 17th spot, the first club to be in 17th spot with the uh, competition with the Dolphins. Not the first team ever to be in 17th, because obviously we know about 1998, but... Um, with the current uh, structure, I suppose you could say, we're the first club to bring up that 17. So the good news is we're going to stay on the positive gravy train this year as much as possible. The early way is up. Yeah, that's what I actually said after the game. <laughs> the only way is up because I was pretty sure it was a great round of football if you looked at it all. Uh, close games, golden point. Oh, absolutely. One point, yeah. one point thrillers or in the at Penrith. Uh, the uh, miracle, or the way the media has bashed the Dolphins out of the competition, almost said they were going to get in the spoon and they beat probably one of the competition heavyweights, or mm-hmm. who's tipped to be the competition heavyweight. So what a round of footy, very tight. The average score margin, I think I was read, was 12 points. Was it 10 points, 12 possibly, uh, through the yeah, round? Well, and the Bulldogs it, definitely added to that. Uh, interesting, interesting that you've uh, brought this up already, Scotty. I was actually going to maybe talk about it a bit later, but seeing you have, let's, let's go with it. Uh, what a round round one was for the NRL competition as a whole. Uh, a couple of, uh, well, a lot of records, actually. So highest, it was the highest rating round on Foxtel platforms ever, up 17% of last year's round one. That included the Sharks versus Rabbitohs, which was the number one NRL regular season game of all time for Foxtel. Mm-hmm. It, it, included, it included the Dolphins versus the Roosters, which was the number one Sunday afternoon NRL regular season game for all time on Foxtel. It included the Penrith Panthers versus the Brisbane Broncos, which is now the number one Friday night NRL regular season game of all time. And the Eels versus Storm, which is the number one opening NRL game of all time for Foxtel. On top of that, well, that's, that's just an incredible start for the competition as a whole, how good it is to be a rugby league fan. On top of that, um, ratings audience across line of Foxtel were 4.17 million people across the entire round. Attendance, total attendance all around was 147,836, up almost 20% on round one last year, the highest since 2013. You said the average game margin is 8.8 across the weekend. Oh, it was 8.8, sorry. Seven of the eight games were decided by 12 points or less. That's we'll talk more about the one that um, wasn't decided by 12 points or less shortly. That was one I must um, have mixed those two stats up, reading them earlier without looking at them at the moment. Yeah. And ball in play time as a percentage of um, elapsed time is up 2.5%, which has resulted in two more sets of six per game in comparison to round one last year. So overall, as a rugby league fan, what more, more widely... A fantastic weekend. Most of our fans, well, sorry, most of the people listening to this are, are Bulldogs fans, though. And uh, we're the one game that wasn't decided by 12 points or less. And unfortunately, we were on the wrong side of the scoreline there. How'd you see that one? 
Um, I actually saw it as I thought it would play out, to be honest. Um, you know, in it for the majority of the first half. Um, we can talk about the Kyle Flanagan decision in a second. But our forwards were bashed. They were, they were bruised. They were, they were trying hard. I think uh, there's a few times you'd see people like New Brown slip off tackles. And I think Sutton might have missed a couple as well. And they were required uh, to play longer minutes than I think you know, what originally the plan was for round one for those two boys, um, just highlighting them, yeah. highlighting against them two boys, not saying they were the reason we lost, but the effort was there. I think there was a, a decent amount of effort. Um, then you could tell with like, I don't know, 25 to go, the petrol tech was empty. It was flashing um, on us and they were just on fumes. Um, they were struggling big time. Um, yeah, I said our forward pack was weak and it continues to be weak again well, it's well, not... we we talked about the the lack of depth and the concerns around the forward pack before last week given the couple of injuries that we've had before round one so absolutely i got here that merely dominated through the middle of the ruck um yep. dogs sure. fought back well in the first half to get back to six all uh too many silly errors and poor completion rate uh led to our demise also uh, the harsh silly call of Carl flanagan We'll come back to that. Uh, followed up by a pretty poor second half, to be honest. Um, yeah. Reed Marnie, though, he was in everything, wasn't he? Um, led the tackle count uh, and led the team in all the effort areas, I thought. Um, how he kept the ball in the field of play in the first half and um, when he was being tackled back into the goal area. What a the challenge. Yeah. What what a play it, that was. And then, Adam, um, straight away, wasn't he? Absolutely, and then the try he scored uh, were obviously pretty much all the highlights from the game. I kind of feel bad because that was on the platter for Flanagan and the bloody post got the way. <laughs> um, but, you know, that that's uh, footy. Uh, Reed, yeah, that he knew it straight away. Um, I I think, you know, if we're going to use Gus's terms, Reed's never, I don't think he's a fibber. So when he went for the challenge straight away, I didn't think he dropped it. And then um, when he was up and adamant, I was like, he doesn't lie. <laughs> he doesn't lie on the football field so I was uh, adamant when he went for the challenge straight away and I thought there's no better person if a captain's going to challenge on their own core you got to back them in don't you they're That's the ones it. calling on their own own tackles so I, I, I sorry I was going to I said something very similar after the uh, the try as well um, we know he's not a fibber <laughs> yeah he's not and, uh, we can trust him he looks like um, it almost to me Looks like he's already separated himself away from Burton. Yeah. And I, I don't know. He leads the team out. Uh, the way, he, I suppose, some of the video before, the way he spoke about being announced as a captain. Um, some yeah, of the other was, stuff in those, those Bulldogs did, preseason he the, videos. He did the post-game press conference too. Yes, he did the, yes, I saw that as well. Um, so he's already, looks like to me, he's separated himself as above. Don't know, maybe Burton the the quieter, follow me. But in saying that, if we, we talk about Reed, how good he was on one of our captains, Matt Burton, I felt like every decision he could get wrong or the worst decision he could, he picked it every single time. Like, the one that sticks out to me... Oh, sorry, go ahead. ...was the Viliami kick out of the full. Um, I saw some comments like, what's he doing? Well, he was only doing what he had to do, Viliami. Uh, he's a big boy. He's not paid to kick. Uh, Flanagan got given the ball... And he, you could see him rip the pass to Burton. Flanagan was screaming to launch the ball down the field. He thought uh, it would be better giving it to you know, Superboot Birdo. 
and then Bernie Ford lets Villiami to do the job. That's not Villiami's fault. That's Villiami trying to make the best of the situation. It's not Kickass' fault at all. But I also would say, um, I I don't think Bernard was expecting kick out of kick. I thought yeah. I thought um, when he passed that ball, he was expecting it to be a like a a raid down that left hand wing. Get yeah. it onto the center, get onto the wing, or maybe the wing, wing out, you know, the winger least. runs down the sideline, puts it back in the field, that type of thing. Mm. Kick out just went, all right, I'm going to kick a 40-20. <laughs> Put it out well, of the full. I know it was out of the full, but it wasn't too bad of a kick for a big fella. Well, Burton also uh, messed up a kick earlier, kicked the ball out of the full too. Yep. So, yeah, he's had um, quite a quite tr- couple of trials and uh, not a great first game up. The intercept pass to Dali Trevins. The game was over anyway, uh, but still, mm. the intercept pass. Um, and what was the the almost putting Jacob Preston in the hospital? <laughs> Ball on the line. There was no way Preston was getting anywhere near that. No matter, you could have got Army in that situation, and there's no mm. way he would have got through the biggest, one of the hardest uh, back rows to tackle that close to the line. And I thought, if they're going to go short ball here, I'm going to feel sorry for Preston. And it was short ball whack. Um, it was a hospital ball. Just felt like, yeah, every option he had, if the worst one was there, he was hard, he was picking the worst one every single time. Don't know. He didn't have as much as a preseason because of the World Cup, obviously. Uh, with the team, he's had a couple of quiet trials. Don't know if there's maybe an injury there or two or um, the captaincy. Maybe he doesn't, doesn't agree with it. At the moment, he's very young. And that was our concern last year when we were talking about potential captains. Was that we're worried about his age? Yeah, I, I reckon it's probably got more to do with last season and, and how busy that was. Um, yeah. I'm backing Bernard to cut. He's a quality player. He's a champion player, even oh. at a young age. So I'm backing him to bounce back and uh, we'll see the best of Bernard in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to add to that. Yeah, he's a yeah, great player, um, great talent. He's too talented uh, not to bounce back. That's right. Now, before we get into uh, a player of the year awards and who got the points in round one, um, when you look down the list of statistics, the backs, the, I was about to say the back six, the, the back line, six of the seven played 80 minutes and one played 70 minutes, Scotty. Um, Kyle Flanagan being Sinbin. Thoughts? Rubbish core. Um I actually think Kyle saved from Dvojevic at HIA because they want to collide big time, them two. And I think the hands, if you make it black and white, the hands on the back of the push, there was a slight little shove. Dvojevic, I think, sold it as good as anything. Maybe when he was in the US, he did some acting classes. I don't know. Or he, that was some famous acting because that was uh, absolutely. It was, you know, you know what I thought of straight away? I don't know if you've made this connection. I thought of Nathan Highmost. Remember that time, I can't remember what year it was, a kick went through, he got clipped by a defender, he took a dive and he threw his arms straight up in the air. Was that house? I think it, oh, it might have been, looked like he was diving into the swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, when I saw Jabrojevic go down, I was like, oh, that is the worst dive since that incident. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Highmarsh. Maybe there was Highmarsh and a Waterhouse. Both of them had done it. Um, yeah, no way was that a Sinbin. Obviously, Flanagan put his hands on Trebovich's back, but that was because he was going to run into him if he yes. didn't. They, they, when you run into somebody, when two people are trying to um, uh, take up the same space, uh, you don't just go chest to back, do you? you? When you get too close, do you realise what happened? You, 
obviously put your hands up. Put your um, yeah. And I, I thought there was a big difference between you know putting your hands up so you don't just like bump a car into somebody, um, and actually a pushing action. His hands yeah. were open. He touched him on the back and he fell down. But I don't believe there was an actual extension of the of the elbows to push him down. So rubbish I, call, but perhaps we're biased too, less. I I agree with you. I'm not going to uh, blame Grant Atkins because live, I think as a reference, when I saw it a little bit live and you see a player drop, yeah. like collide, I understand him going to the bunker to send it as a potential penalty try. He's, he's, he's actually said no penalty try. Uh, potential, but after those replays, I was like, "No, this is going to be fine. Uh, we'll get the ball back, or we'll get." Who the was ball. the bunker official? Oh, that's a good one, was it? I couldn't yeah. pick it from the voice, and I uh, no, was... forgot to go go look at it afterwards. Anyway, yeah, yeah pretty. But that pretty... what hurt us even on top is Jacob Kraus was off for a HIA in that situation. After too. that, yeah. So in that whole thing, we had no Flanagan. Yeah, two players no from the. Same right edge. edge were off. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Same edge. We had Jacob Preston playing center. <laughs> uh, we had Avrilo on the wing. Well, you could say Preston was maybe playing center and half in the defensive thing. So that whole edge was completely. And, um, and I heard at a car this week say we six or we gave up a soft try when Flanagan was in the bin um, and, and Carraz was off the field. So, um, he saw that as a turning point in the game. And obviously, Seagulls blew out the score in the second half, and we had a bad second half. But um, it was soft, I, yeah. I guess, but it was a very makeshift edge, um, yeah. which yeah. Manly had to score. I actually thought Manly probably didn't score as much as they probably should have with what they what experience mm-hmm. we had out there. We had really one of our least experienced outside backs on the wing, Jacob Preston debut there. I feel like Manly probably could have scored another one or two at least. So, alrighty, um, player of the year award time, Scotty. Yep. So round one, we give uh, both of us give two points to the best player of the match. That's what we thought. One point to second best player of the match that we thought. And if any player um, appears on both our list, they just get a bonus point. Um, I will reveal before we reveal the names that we've picked the same players in the same position. Well, so I'm thinking maybe I'll, I'll announce the one and why I think the one deserved one point, and then you uh, announce the two pointer. So, my That's one, right. oh, our one pointer, I should say, I was going to say my one pointer, it's very rare, sorry, that we agree on this or the order is Max King. Uh, Maxi King played 62 minutes, by the way, 40 of them were straight. In one of the hottest days to play football, uh, early March, it was hot. It felt like a summer's day. Or um, He had 14 runs, 131 metres, 49 post-contact metres, a tackle break, 35 tackles. Those stats. But the big one on halftime, he's just played 40 straight. He beats Cooper Johns to the ball and sneaks that little hand in to ground the ball. I, You know, those are moments, yes, we didn't get to win, but... Those are moments in some games where we could look back if it was tight and you see that, like a big bopper. It's a James, James Graham moment. Yeah. He played 40 straight in the heat. I was yeah. sweating watching the game. I'm getting fatigued <laughs> watching it. Max is playing 40 minutes straight and he gets there and uh, Cooper gets him for speed, but, you know, he sneaks that hand there, grounds mm. the ball, and from the get-go he starts celebrating 
I knew straight away. Just the fact was... that just the fact that Max King was in the picture shows tells you all about Max King as a player, the effort that he puts in. Um, no wonder why he's yeah. in the leadership group. And after one year at Belmore. When James Graham was at the club, uh, you, and there was a breakaway line break. The first person that uh, get past the trial line after the other team scored was James Graham. He's the closest one there. Uh, Max King is going to end up being the same. He became a bit of a, a fan favourite last year because of the effort plays and, and his effort just overall. He plays in the effort position, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, well done to Max. Do you have anything to add to that, or should we move on to? I was just got to say, you can see why he's in the leadership group. Those are the type of those are the type of things that uh, make great leaders. Uh, putting your body there, um, and then you know he's also not a fibber. He knew it straight away. He was telling the referee that he grounded it. And I think Cooper Johns was also telling was also telling in his uh, reaction to that as well, knowing that he was second to the ball. <laughs> Uh, well, I did see a bit of a smile from Cooper, so I'm willing to say that Cooper Jones is a liar. Uh, <laughs> a I thought he was just smiling because he was appreciating Max's uh, effort. Maybe I know he's on the opposi- opposition smile, team. Smile of disappointment, perhaps. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Well, well, our 2.0 is? Yeah, look, I don't think it's uh, much surprise, but obviously Red Marnie scored a try. Um, if you go for any stats, eight runs, 60 metres, uh, free post contact metres. Look, I'm, I'm running for it because that's what we do. Um, uh, line break assist and offload, 51 tackles, uh, only two missed tackles. Five of those tackles were one-on-one, six kick metres for 93 metres. But the reason for it is just um, we'll talk about Max King's effort. What about Reed Marnie's effort for Atlanta? Just second to none. Uh, I said earlier he was... Um, Involved in all the effort areas of the game, scored our only try. Um, that that challenge, of course, that could have been merely could have blew us off the field earlier if, if that went a different way, and they got some more points there. Uh, so Reed Marty, I think he showed himself to be a real bulldog out there, and I think he showed that he's going to be um, you know right in the thick of it uh, as the season progresses. So that gives. Um, Max King, three points, one point from you, one point from me, and a bonus point. And uh, Reed Money, five points, two points yeah. from each of us, and a bonus point. To add for Reed Money, I think some of, like, some of the great uh, Bulldogs players with effort, even if you think of some of the great attacking players of, you know, St- Steve Mortimer's tackle, um, mm. you think of that, that moment, you know, you'd think of more of his, you know, his attributes as a half, but, you know, that's an effort play. Uh, you know, you look at someone who's more re- – like Josh Reynolds is someone who's – he's got 70 highlights of him scoring tries, but you also think of him chasing down people all the time. And Josh Morris is another one of recent times. Um, Josh Jackson, of course, of effort. Uh, those are real Bulldogs players. Yeah. They're absolute pain in the asses as the opposition because they're, they're always there, those type of players. Yeah, And that's definitely. what Reid looks like after game one. Reid looks like he could be someone – and Maxi King as well. Looks like mm-hmm. an absolute panniass for the opposition. And he also looks like that captaincy role has, has really agreed with him. Like, what we talked about here is not unusual for Reid in an NRL match, but he, I look like he took it to another level on the weekend. Uh, during the week, Scott, there was some uh, news. It's been reported that uh, the Bulldogs will have $200,000 taken off our salary cap this year. Uh, due to Josh, Josh Jackson's late retirement at the end of last year. Um, disappointing if true, uh, but looks like a just a salary cap sort of uh, misstep perhaps by the Bulldogs. 
maybe not understanding the one of the rules. Obviously, not a lot of fans are across that type of thing. It's a very detailed rule, this one. Um, I'm not even across it completely, to be honest, but it is disappointing that um, we have to pay $200,000 to Josh Jackson this year off the salary cap. Yeah, he's not even playing. Um, I can could, I could see the frustration from the Bulldogs fans. Again, you gotta, it'd be nice if we got the, the the rule in front of us so we could really make yeah. a, have an opinion. But I also could see it from the NRL's point of view. Um, you know, Josh yeah. was contracted. Uh, he didn't announce his retirement until well after the season concluded of 2022. We were thinking in 2023 that he was going to be our captain. Uh, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see the details because you got right up until what is it, the end of June to get your top thirty in. So yeah. it's it's a bit surprising that uh, you know that decision was too late and it has to come off the cap. But I suppose that is what it is. I don't think it'll have too much of a, a difference to the Bulldogs' yeah. fortunes this year anyway. Um, before the Bulldogs took on Manly last week, Scott, the Bulldogs took on the Blacktown Workers Seagulls and. Um, Initially, it wasn't looking good, trailing 16-0 early. Seagulls, uh, to me, looked like they were really attacking that left edge where Ola Apu was uh, defending. Um, but the Bulldogs bounced back. 36 unanswered points to win the match, 36-16. It was great character from the Bulldogs, 16-0. I want to say, again, just, just, just stress it, it was bloody hot, uh, especially for a football game to mm. be playing out there. Um then you know, being down sixteen nil, no matter you know what level you're at, it's, that's hard. And if you add the heat to it, there was could have easily thrown out the right the white towel and said, you know, we're we're done. We're throwing in the towel. The flag's gone up. The white flag's gone up. Uh, but they didn't. They kept going. I thought um, Jackson Topney was inspirational in some of his runs. I thought he was, you know, mm. he was outstanding. I thought Jaden Ockenbaugh was terrific. Um, I don't know. Did we notice the finger, the nails painted on Jaden Ockenbaugh? That was weird. Uh, no. He's celebrating a try. Um, I thought the old boy Josh Reynolds in the first half was mm-hmm. uh, in the thick of everything when it came to attack. Um, so the players that we needed to stand up, I suppose, and you, you, you would expect to stand up to get the fight back, did stand up. So mm-hmm. that was pleasing. So, tries to Ryan Gray, Jaden Ockenbaugh. Uh, Joash Papali'i, uh, Hopai, uh, Skelton, and Ola Apu with uh, Joash Papali'i kicking five from six. So that was the scores for us. I think we got it back to. I think we got Joash was really good. I, I enjoy watching him play. I got that in my notes here. Just enjoy watching um, Joash Papali'i play throughout the trials and then also in that game there. Um, I was going to say Darrell Skelton looked pretty good as well. Interesting, after the game, he was interviewed and said, um, oh, we'll just fit in the nose, boys. Yes! <laughs> Which yes. is interesting. What a sledge. <laughs> yeah, like, he was, yeah. Another person who hate Manly slash Blacktown. Um, I don't know. Uh, no, but 100% when he's never in doubt because we're fitter or something along those lines. Not what, um, yeah, I think, he, I think the quote was... Um, I just felt today that our boys were fitter than their boys or something similar to that. Yeah, so, yeah. Can I highlight the winger, young Blake Wilson? Um, yeah, yep, I had him down on, on this list too. Early lock-on, uh, would yeah. have dropped the head and uh, got into your shell. His first game, first senior game for Blake Wilson at the Bulldogs, uh, coming from Queensland Cup. 
Um, but it didn't worry him. He had some great touches uh, in the second half and some good defensive efforts in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely like the look of him, Mark. I think, you know, he played in the trial and scored a try against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this guy, you know, I, he had a, you know, probably standard winger's try. You still got to get the job done in the trial. Mm. But this game, the cup, you drop your head. No, the catches after that was great. He almost knocked out uh, Rex Hoffman with his foot, yep. trying to the short, diffusing a short kickoff. Um, he just, you know, felt confident, uh, looked confident after it. Then he was just a pain to tackle. I don't know. He's not a big boy by any stretch of the imagination, but he was bouncing off tackles and causing headaches on the edge there. So I, I like the look of him, and um, I want to be interested to keep tabs of him because yep. obviously the Bulldogs like something of him. He's not in our top 30, but who knows this time next year? Who knows? Um, Ola Apu as well, um, pretty solid first hit out. He looks fresh to me. He looks very fresh talent-wise, um, yeah. and he's got a lot of growing to go. But he had some really nice touches in attack, um, especially that second half as well. I, was say, uh, I think he almost that. stood up with Josh Reynolds off the field, to be honest. Yeah, I thought Olapu played a lot, uh, well, not a lot better, but better in the second half. Maybe it was because we had more ball as well. Um, we yeah. were, were chasing the back end of the second half to get he, the lead. And he of does course, look like... He does look a lot like Isaiah Katoa, though, doesn't he? Yeah. See no, Isaiah no. play for Dolphins on the weekend, obviously, but also uh, for Tonga. Um, and I've seen him play a little bit for Penrith. Ola Apu does look like a little, at the moment, slightly less experienced Katoa. <laughs> so, look, I think he's really fresh. He's got a long way to grow, but it'll be interesting watching him play New South Wales Cup this year, hopefully a full year, no injuries, hopefully, and uh, it'll be really good for the run. Yeah. Um, I think key as a fan group, though, is I've already seen the fan pages like posting, like wanting him in top grade this week. I think oh. it's crucial. He's a young guy who's moved from Brisbane to Sydney, you know, yeah. recently. Uh, let him be, he's contracted for a long time. He's 26. Yeah. 26. So he's not going anywhere. He's staying here. Just yeah. let him put, like, I Let him think, gain that experience yeah, in the cup. I almost think you almost draw a red line for him, especially if Reynolds, hopefully, obviously Reynolds has put, I've got a groin strain injury, um, which it was reported that it was a normal interchange. Um, but I always put, put a line for him at the moment and just say, unless if we're in desperate die straight, we'll play you in top grade. I think more so like next year would be where you should be looking for a top grade debut. Yeah, I agree. That's just me. I, I, I agree. Uh, and we will touch on something uh, in a second in regards to next week. But I just before we move on, I just want to say Bailey Haywood, I thought, played really well in the second half. And really, I don't know what the plan was before the game on how to use him off the bench. Um, but Reynolds obviously had that groin strain. He came on and played the entire second half. Wouldn't it have been the, easy thing to do, the easiest thing in the world to do, but he slotted in really well. And I think he added to... Um, the cup team on the weekend. I, I think he's a great talent, Bailey. He is, he is. And he looks, uh, if you watch the, the kennel, as well. if you watch the kennel first couple of episodes, um, looks like a Chris Keating clone, almost. He does, the shaved head. <laughs> um, moving on, it's interesting, uh, the Bulldogs team against Melbourne, we'll break it down a bit more deeper later, but they, um, interesting to see, I think it shows what type of coach Cameron Serrano is going to be. Because if you look at the reserves list, now this is a odd thing to say, right? Look at the team list, focus on the reserve list. The players that were named this week are Braden Burns, Carl Ola Apu, 
Curtis Morin, Jackson Toppany, and Jaden Lockerball. And um, Ola Apu, Morin, Toppany, Lockerball all had really good games in this World Cup. And I think they've been rewarded by being put on the reserve list this week. So I think that shows a lot about how Cameron, how we can expect Cameron Serrano as a coach to be going forward. He's going to reward those efforts on the field. Interesting. That was a good, good pick-up, actually, because I thought, yeah, like you said, they all played wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see if Braden Burns obviously missed Cup yep. to be the 18th man um, the weekend. I don't know. Looking at Braden Burns from, I know this sounds weird because you only got to see him in the warm ups and just before the game, he was watching the New South Cup on the sideline. Mm. He just, I don't know, he just looks fitter. Yep, yep. He just looks fresh as well. It looks like he's had a really, the, the off season, pre season's really agreed with him. Um, so be interesting to see if he's going to be 18th minute because sometimes you don't want to use the same player twice, especially that we're traveling to Melbourne and this last cup's going to be in Sydney. So it might be hard for that event. You might want to sh- shift it for maybe an Ockenball or a yep. Topini, uh to give Braden Burns a game. But yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. that was just an interesting thing. I just thought he looked Possibly. really good. 100%. All right, moving forward, uh, Bulldogs play at Melbourne this week in the NRL at 7.35pm. Uh, team list, got uh, Hayes Perham at fullback, Jacob, Jacob Carraz and Josh Adekar at the wings. Uh, it's the same 17, obviously, guys. Al Avarillo and Al Amrani in the centres. Burton and Flagan uh, in the halves. King, Marnie, Sutton, Kikau, Patala, Mariner and Brown is the pack, Tanner, Waddell, Pele, and Preston on the bench. Now, um, no Cameron Munster for Melbourne Storm. One of the toughest things we've probably seen in rugby league happen last week, a dislocated, uh, a compound dislocation with the bone still sticking out. He strapped it up with the bone still hanging out of the skin and played uh, the second half. Uh, incredible toughness from Munster, but now he's out for a couple of weeks at least. Um They've named Tyrant Wishart at 5'8", Scott, but on the reserve list is uh, Jola uh, Pezzett, I believe it's pronounced. Jola Pezzett. He was a Nussard's uh, under-19 instead of original halfback in ripped apart Queensland a couple of years ago. Uh, I think he was signed to Melbourne even before that or just after that. He's had a full, uh, I think, 18 months at the Melbourne Storm now. So he's gone for pre-seasons and that sort of thing. It would not surprise me if... Uh, he made his debut this week. Um, tip the big things long term. Uh, he's, he's a genuine halfback as well. So it might even see something like uh, him coming into the team, Jerome Hughes going into more of a traditional 5 8 role and uh, Peasant into a halfback role. If he does debut, I don't think that was put him at halfback. I think they'll put him at six. But as the game plays out, you know what I mean. Uh, it mm. might be interesting to uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, I'm expecting, Scott, the Bulldogs to bounce back. I don't know if we'll get the win. Touch wood, hopefully we do. But I expect a much better performance. Uh, I saw enough against Manly in that first half uh, to feel like it was an off day. It sucks to have an off day in round one. Uh, but I saw some quality in that first half that I'm really excited about uh, watching that progress going forward. So um, Melbourne are going to be a tough team. Got a really tough forward pack. and That's probably the concern again. Uh, we're a bit light on the forwards at the moment. Um, 
but I expect us to bounce back in a performance, uh, a performance way, and um, and put in a really really good performance. If we do go down, I think it will be a tight game. Um, and exciting news for the listeners: we'll get a uh, match report from Scott at the ground. Hey, there you go. I was waiting for you to mention that. Uh, going there uh, Thursday, uh, we'll be watching the game first time at Amy Park. Um, I I think um, I agree. I actually think yeah, we'll have a bounce back. I also think um, like we've certain we got dominated in the pack. Um, I don't know if New Brown was asked to take hit ups and not pass the ball as much because he got. Uh, hopefully we could go back and go. Wait, that's not the plan. Uh, pass the ball. It'd be a ball playing, but um, the weather was absolutely shocking. Um, this Saturday at Melbourne, but you never trust Melbourne's weather. But I'll just say at this current point, they reckon it's going to be a top of 24 in, on Saturday, which is a lot cooler already than add the fact that it'll be kicking off at 7:35. Uh, means it's going to be a lot cooler, a lot nicer uh, rugby league conditions for the players. At Melbourne with no no rain, but don't rule that out um, at all when it comes to Melbourne with the rain. So it'll be a much more nicer uh, conditions. Um, so hopefully, and a little bit, you know, still warm enough so that the, the dew shouldn't be a factor too much. So hopefully we can throw the ball around a bit more. Um, you know, just control the ball a little bit. Some some of those simple things, trot the ball, and. Um, yeah, that, I I actually agree with you. I reckon this is the perfect opportunity versus Melbourne. Ryan Pappenhausen's still out from that knee injury, and uh, Cameron Munster, like you said, the tough. To tell you what, too, the Melbourne struggled with attack when Munster was off the field, came back on, and it wasn't the inspirational. So there is an opportunity that Melbourne may struggle against us with attack. So it'd just be if we can crack their defence. Absolutely. Um, anything else to add for this week's game, Scotty? No, I think, yeah, we covered it. I, I reckon, do you know what? Um, maybe be a bit uh, bold, but I reckon the Bulldogs might get up by four <laughs> this week. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. Okay, we do have uh, some housekeeping to do, some uh, catching up on the junior reps. So on the weekend, Scotty, uh, you're going to give us the once I go through these updates, you're going to give us the ladder positions of these competitions. Um, starting off on the run. Starting off with Jersey Flake. <laughs> so round one, oh, we don't really need the ladder for this one, but round one, Jersey Flake got off to a good start. We beat the Mill Seagulls at Brookvale Oval by 36 points to 24. Eli Clark played in this game, Scotty. People who are close watchers of um, preseason know he's done two preseasons at the club already. And he's in the under-21 still. So Eli Clark may be uh, one to watch. He's been around the traps for a little bit. Yes, he's, yeah, he's been around for a little bit. Has he played some cup as well? I believe he has. I believe he yeah, has. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. That was what I was thinking of, sorry. I was just thinking of... Um, yeah, he's been around. It feels like he's going to be a player if he kicks on and plays top grade. We're going to think that he's going to be like 27 when he's really like 22. Um you know, the player who's been around for a long time. Absolutely. Now, the next competition that oh, we're going to. Oh, yeah, give us a ladder. Give us a ladder. <laughs> we're coming second. Uh, positive, though, we got the highest four. Getting, we're obviously scoring 36-24, like you said. But we're sitting second just below the Sharkies. 
Sounds good. That's uh, that's really good. Now we're moving on to the uh, women's New South Wales Premiership, the Harvey Norman New South Wales Premiership. In round four, uh, the Bulldogs uh, defeated the Sharks twenty-two to twenty-one at Shark Park. What a close tussle that was two weeks ago. Uh, Holly Wheeler in that game, thirty-two tackles and one hundred and sixty-five run meters. What a workhorse! Now these yep. are the competitions where we need to update with two games because uh, we left it last week. The, the weekend just passed. The Bulldogs in this competition defeated the North City Bears by a scoreline of 28 points to 18 at the New Wales Rugby League Centre of Excellence. That one's available on NSWRL TV, so go have a look at that if you like. Gail Broughton got a double there. And to update on the other, just to give you, the Bears are sitting first still. The Bulldogs are at second. Uh Played five won eight points, four wins, just the one loss this year. But yeah, took out the uh the bigger the big ones. The Bears are always a good side in the, the women's, women's premiership. Yeah, I'd be interested to see that battle perhaps happen again later in the season. Moving on to the Harold Matthews, which is now the under seventeens competition. Uh round four, we defeated the Bears by forty four points to eight at Belmore. Mitchell Woods, we've mentioned him before a couple yes, of weeks ago on the podcast. He got he's a hat trick. Sorry? He's got a nice name. Mitchell Woods. Scored a hat-trick. Uh, he's played at halfback, if you didn't listen to us talk about him before. Six from eight with the boot and three line breaks. Uh, really good performance. In round five, we took a Mela Seagulls. We won that game as well. 30 points to 16 at H.E. Leibart Sporting Complex in Arndale Park. Mason Phillips, the young hooker, scored a double in that one. Ladder up, we, we are coming first. With this, uh, with the Howard Matt, sorry, we've played five, four wins, the one loss. Uh, our four and against just gets us above uh, the Panthers, our, our differential at 68, and the Panthers are sitting behind us on 56. Okay, now moving on to the SG Ball. In round four, we lost to the Belmont Tigers, 20 points to 16 at Belmont. Fa'alu uh, Fu Seve. Two line breaks from the bench. Pretty good effort there. Round five, we also lost uh, this time to Mealy Seagulls. Again at HE Labart Sporting Complex in Andor Park. Scoreline in that one was 34 to 14. And we're currently sitting in ninth, so we need to get a slight little wriggle on. Uh, it's been the finals, but we're still in striking distance. Uh, we've got the, the two wins and the three losses. Maybe a bit, just a bit more consistency for SG Ball. Four, four rounds to go in uh, all of those competitions as well. So we're starting to get towards the, the end of the season in, in those grades. Now we're moving on to the Tarshall Gale Cup. Uh, they run a similar draw to those previous competitions we talked about. But we need to give an update from the entire season because unfortunately, Scotty, along with the Andrew Johns Cup and the Laurie Daly Cup, we failed to mention this when we gave a bit of a wrap in our first uh, – uh, sorry, an uh, update – in our first episode. So for the Tarshall Gale Cup, round one, saw the Bulldogs beat the St George Dragons at Belmore, 50 points to 14. Alexis Talila, 146 run metres from the front row position. Amazing effort there in that grade. In round two, we beat South Sydney, 30 points to 16 at Redfern. In round three, we beat the Newcastle Knights at St John's Oval, 22 to 20. believe they're the early team to win that week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which we, if you don't know about that, go back to episodes. I think we've lost every game against them in the other grades. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, uh, Alexis Tanella, 
179 run meters from the front row in that game. She's the player to watch. If you, there you consistent go. meters. Consistent <laughs> meters. Round four saw us get the bye and round five we beat nearly 18 points to four at Biltmore, which was in fact an away game in this grade. So interesting how that that worked out. Ebony Ratched Smith in this grade has scored four tries in three games from the wing. So Ebony Rafstrand Smith, watch out for that name going forward as well. Ladder update. We're sitting second under the uh, the Indigenous Academy for the Roosters. Uh, we've played the four games, as you said, we've had the bye, which heads is the 10 points mm-hmm. we're on. Uh, 124, 44 again. So our differential is at 76. That's why we're sitting uh, below. This is an interesting. We've got the, like you said, you highlighted us against Manly playing the away game at Belmore. We've won every game we've played. Uh, but we've only played the one home game, apparently, for the three away. So just a bit of fun, just to Absolutely. Even, uh, away from a home away from home at Belmore, which is pretty good. Uh. Okay, and uh, the other competitions that we we had uh, slipped our minds: the Andrew Johns Cup, which is the under 16s regional uh, representative competition. We play as the North Coast Bulldogs in this competition, as well as the Laurie Daly Cup, which is the under 18 regional uh, representative competition. Um, won't need a ladder update for these two, Scotty, and I'll tell you why as we go through the results. In round one, North Coast Bulldogs lost 14-10 to the Northern Tigers at Coss Harbour. Round two saw the North Coast Bulldogs lose to MacArthur West Tigers 18-10 at the Lake Bank Sporting Complex. Round three, we beat Newcastle Maitland Knights 16-8 at Cessnock Sports Ground. Round four saw another loss to the Central Coast Roosters, 28-24 at Harry Elliott's Oval in Tuncurry. Round five versus the Northern Rivers. Uh, Titans, 28 points to 14 at Kingsford Smith Park in Ballina. Now, this is a five-round competition, and unfortunately, the North Coast Bulldogs have not made the semifinals. In the Laurie Daly Cup, which I just mentioned a moment ago, is the under-18s. Round one, we did again lose to the Northern Tigers, 30 points to 26 at Coss Harbour. Uh, round two saw us draw with the MacArthur West Tigers, 14 all at the Luke Bain Sporting Complex. Round three was another loss to Newcastle Maitland Knights, 44-12 at Cessnock Sports Ground. Round four, a heavy loss to the Central Coast Roosters, 42 points to 18 at the Harry Elliott Oval. And round five was another loss to Northern Rivers Titans, 36-20 at Kingswood Smith. Park in Ballina. So uh, in that competition as well, the North Coast Bulldogs do not make the uh, the top four and therefore the finals of those competitions. So that means that for this year, that will be the first and last time we uh, mention that competition, those competitions. <laughs> it's like we don't want it anymore. All right, Scotty, before we say farewell, is there anything you'd like to add? Um... No, well, let's uh, let's bounce back. Positivity. Uh, I agree with. Just wanted to sum up. I agree with what you said. There was enough there against Manly. I thought um, I'm going to allow the heat as well. And a packed Brookvale or a packed lot of Four Pines Park. Jesus, Brookvale's fine. (laughs) Four Pines Park. Um, Do we have the crowd there? What was the crowd? We have that, or was that available? Because. Yeah, it is. I believe it was around 17,000. I'll quickly look it up. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just pulling it up now. So I believe it was from memory, it was 17,278. 17, so, yep. Not bad for a. Uh, small venue that we should have stopped playing eight years ago. Yeah, sold out. Um, <laughs> you sold out. And it is, uh, I suppose, for a lot of young players, very possibly very intimidating. Um, there was Morona White everywhere, as you expect, because uh, who in their right mind would have made the travel to that shithole? Um, but <laughs> from our point of view. But, um, yeah, it was, I think, you know, it's hot. You know, they've had the day, the rest um, this week. So I think, you know, this this one will be a real true reflection where we're actually really at. Yeah, and hopefully we just see, like, us in the contest and the effort there. You enjoy your trip down to uh, the southern city? Yeah, Mexico. The southern capital? Yeah. yeah, across the border into Mexico. Yeah, uh, you enjoy uh, the trip down there. Very jealous that uh, you'll be getting to see Amy Park in all its glory, uh, and I won't. Well, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll maybe FaceTime you. <laughs> all right and like we said you can give us a, a breakdown of the stadium experience uh when you come back i'm looking forward to that already apart from that until next time uh got the bulldogs <laughs>